Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Queer state of mind, y'all. We have another exciting show for you today. Very, very exciting. We are joined by Mr. Jimmy Ramsey. Well, for AHF, and when we have Zarzar is back. So our Latin wonder is back. So stay tuned for another great edition of Queer State of Mind. This is Queer State of Mind live on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for LGBTQ news and talk powered by the Queer Minded Radio Network. Join the conversation live on Twitter at QSOMNYC and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Queer State of Mind. And send us your news tips, announcements, and events to QueerStateOfMindNYC at gmail.com. Hey, y'all. Hey. How you doing? How is everybody doing? No? No one's going to say how they're doing? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Thank how you, you, Jimmy. I am great. I actually, you know, I've had a good morning. I was I went out last night. It's uh, beautiful out. I know. I did something very nasty last night. Again? No, not, not I wish it was that. <laughs> no, honey, I went to White Castle. Oh, nice. How wholesome. Oh, my How God. It was $3 for a, a cheeseburger, fries, and a drink. And then I got some fish nibblets and some clam sticks. And I walked home. And then I sat down on the corner of my bed. And I ate it. Oh. It was so good. Well, obviously, does the body good. You look fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. He t- Jimmy, by the way, is very, very, very lovely. You know, you guys should go on our website. And because I put his picture up, you can look at him. He is not on social media, so don't try to stalk him, you know, because <laughs> not everybody needs to be on the social media tease. But we have, you know, Mr. Ron here, who is going to give us what the song of the day, uh, the, the song of the week is. What is the song of the week? Are you logged in yet? Um, not yet, but it's Tiana Taylor. Taylor, excuse me. Oof. Tiana Taylor. T- yeah, her. Oh, I know her. Well, while we wait for the song of the week, you know, we can revisit uh, a topic or so, which is the Emmy Awards. We can start a little yes. bit with Emmy Awards, you know, while Miss Thing logs in here. Um, so, did you guys watch the Emmy Awards? I did not. <laughs> I <missed> no. <laughs> no. Really? What was you doing, Mr. Ramsey? Oh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Living, uh, living a life. Living my of, life, yeah. A little life. bit of him, a little bit of him. You know. <laughs> you know. Well, anyway, there was a lot of big winners um, on the, the awards. So, um, Henry Winkler won his first Emmy after 42 years. Mm. Oh, yeah. He's been in the game for that. quite a while. Yeah, a long time playing the foster. This is the first Emmy he's ever won. And people always say he's like the nicest guy in Hollywood. Uh, Regina King won her third Emmy. If you guys don't know who Regina King is, um, she was on 227 back in the day mm-hmm. um, <laughs> as the daughter. So she is now a three-time Emmy winner. What was her name on that show? I can't remember off the top of my head. Brenda. Brenda, okay. It was Brenda. Uh, who else? Uh, Tiffany Haddish also won uh won an Emmy for hosting SNL, so that was very very wonderful. Um, and she wore her dress was the colors of the flag of her father's native land, which was Eritrea. Hmm. Um, but what was interesting was the best part was the best part about it was trying to watch the people who do fashion. Like try to like critique the dress because the white folks they don't want to say it's ugly. Hmm. 
because it's the flag of a country. Right. <laughs> what was it? It what, wasn't pretty. What was your opinion of it? My opinion was the dress was not pretty. It could have been constructed differently with the same colors. Mm. That was my opinion. I liked it. it. You know, it was very like Grandpa Room mm. <laughs> in that sense. But like, it could have been constructed differently. But watching the people who want the, the fashion, quote unquote, experts try to critique it, they didn't know how to like, yeah, well, you know, you're something from our country. So that's great. I like you want to say something. Like, right. If you really knew your job, you would know how to critique something. You can, you can critique the construction of the garment, right? Without being worried about without being, being worried about you know to the, the motherland. Right. You know, and that's the thing about that. So she looked wonderful. She won an Emmy for best guest star. Uh, Cat Williams also won an Emmy um, for um, Atlanta. And who else won an Emmy? Uh, this is Regina King. Regina. Oh, we talked about Regina King already. Well, we're gonna come back. We got a. Uh, we have the um, the thing up. So we're gonna play our feature track. What is the feature track of this? It's week? Tiana Taylor. Work that pussy. She has music. She has music. And it's like, actually really good. You know what? I was like, what is WTP? Because <laughs> it's the actual name of the song. Yeah. <laughs> because, I was like, what is that? You know, I love it's Tiana WTP, Taylor. but. I it's love Tiana Taylor, but I, I love Tiana Taylor because I think she looks like Grace Jones, and I think she needs to do a Grace Jones biopic. I think she's one of the most stunning women out there. That is true. But you know, I've never heard her tune, so let's see, honey. She had the the entire album is pretty good, but this is the more up tempo track. The rest of them tend to slide on that sort of alternative R and B SZA esque sort of music, which I'm not sure you'd be down with. But oh, the is... lesbian coffee shop music. Okay, yes, got it. <laughs> she's beautiful. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. she's oh, stunning. No, she's stunning. She really is. Special. And then if you listen, like within the song, it's a very short song i think it's only like two and a half minutes um they're like um samples of conversations from paris is burning so it's a really it's a real key track wonderful so cue it up cue it up that is tiana taylor doing her thing we'll work that pussy wtp wow amazing i i think yeah i have heard that song before i don't know where What's funny is the rollout for her record like really wasn't done well. I guess she's signed not. she signed to either Kanye's label or Kanye oversees her. And so like uh, yeah, he definitely oversees her, but I'm not sure if it's the label the, the rollout of the record really wasn't uh wasn't done well wasn't done well. It was very done. It was done in the same way like Rihanna's anti was done, just like sort of fumbled. So I don't think many people have listened to the record or have heard it, but um but I really like it a lot. It's a very it's like one of those short it's an eight song album. And all of them are great. Wait, so you're comparing the album to Rihanna? Anti? Like no, no, not not in not in sound, but like in the, when when Anti came out, like there were um there was like a lot of flack that she gave the record label for the rollout because it was like I think a title exclusive. Oh yeah, it was, I remember that. Yeah, 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 it was it was some sort of you know the, the rollout for 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 Anti was done not in the best way, right? right. And I kind of sort of feel like Tiana is sort of suffering from that because this record is. I mean, some people know it, but I feel like it certainly should. Like a song like this should be played everywhere. Like absolutely, this is, I like it. Yeah, it's I it's like a great it. track. I'm a yeah. big I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of uh, what she did with that. Mm-hmm. I like her. I, I just like her as a. I like her as a performer. I like her as a person. I like her. I just like her. She actually, I'm a fan. Yeah, and she stands for I my fave, like, hmm. which is Janet. So, oh yeah, I gotta, of course, I gotta you know. show her some love. Of course, you know that. So are we going back to the Emmys? Yeah, we can uh, resume. So what else uh, happened at the Emmys? Um, so, oh, yeah. So the besides, oh, let's talk about this first because this is, poli- no, let's talk about the entertainment stuff and then we'll go to the political stuff at the Emmys. Sure. Um, so RuPaul won his third consecutive Emmy Award 
uh, for best host of the reality competition and RuPaul's Drag Race won the first big Emmy for best best reality, right? Best reality competition, Mm -hmm. which is huge because the Amazing Race always won that. So this is kind of like they are now completely mainstream in Mm -hmm. the sense. So, I mean, if I was the queen, I was on like season four or season like three. I'd be like, really? Because now they're on season 10. They're going to be on season 11 next year. Mm-hmm. So all the queens on season 11 are going to really get their money. Right, right. Because now they have more of the mainstream, the main mainstream exposure. So, which I think. Do you for, think the standards will change? Do you think that. The standards that, have changed. Mm. Because it's more about TV drag than it is about drag drag. Mm. Now, which I've been watching. And I love, I love drag queens. I always love drag. And what I'm seeing is move more towards the line of fandom and not the purity of the art. Which Even, queens have the most fans or can get the most fans? Yeah, because there's an Instagram. There's a whole it's just Instagram queens now. Queens that just are on Instagram. There are Facebook queens. There are YouTube queens who don't really know how to cut their teeth in the art form of knowing, like going to the clubs and peddling for a dollar and doing all of that. So they can just be like, oh, I put on makeup really, really nicely. I got on RuPaul's Drag Race and now they're paying me $1,500 a booking to do a theater. And I don't know how to perform. And mm. yeah, and I'm entitled. You know, it's it's gotten to that uh, point. I mean, I guess I don't watch the show enough to, I guess, formulate opinion. But I feel like the, the sort of the definition of drag is just evolving. Like, not you know, the sort of. The textbook definition of, you know, drag queens that essentially would lip sync and MC sort of, you know, it has evolved now. Like queens like Bianca Del Rio and, and Bob the Drag Queen have like spun out to do stand up comedy and they're doing really well with oh, that. Oh, no, I understand what you mean. That was always their, each finds their niche. That was always there. Yeah. But the problem I'm talking people have no talent. I'm not talking about people finding a niche. I'm talking about literally having no talent. Yeah, but no, I feel like the ones that don't have talent literally also a boy don't in a, really boy in makeup the surface. Literally a boy in makeup. Well, but that that's yeah. that seems to be the trend these days anyway with social media. I mean, exactly. it's all about how you look and yes, not the about the, the quality, yeah. the richness of yeah. what you can really offer. Because at the end of the day, this is going to go away and you're still going to have to make your money as a queen and it goes back to the roots of going to the club. And doing the parties and making sure you can turn the party or make people laugh or be funny. That. So this the skill is not being learned. They're just painting their face. They're like, oh, I'm pretty. I look like a woman. You're like, but that's not. That's. Okay. You know, that's that's for me. Anyway, that's my opinion when it comes to that. You know. To me, it seems like the spectrum is just getting wider and wider because of technology and social media. I, I think that what will end up happening, um, because motivation is motivation, what will end right. up happening is I don't think these people will be carved out once their exposure on RuPaul's Drag Race goes away. I think that the smart ones will maintain an Instagram um, presence and, and find ways to do things live that don't necessarily require them to be full-on comedians because they still have a base of fans. They just yeah. got to u- utilize that in their own way. They, I don't think it's gonna they're going to be like kicked off um, right. uh, out of the game because they can't become stand-up comedians. And I also feel like there is a certain thing where people value mediocrity a lot more than they did before. Uh, people, I, I, I'm sorry, in everything, because I think like people are yep. o- okay with just okay with things that are okay. It's like you know, people who see people who dance or people who sing and do that, they be like, "Oh, this is great." I like Jesus Christ. What is great to you? Well, I mean, look at and I'm not bashing yeah. her, and if I was, yeah. it wouldn't be too much of an yeah. issue. But like Kim Kardashian, like yeah. that's what launched the whole 
whoa, you're really huge, you're really famous, you're really popular. What are you doing? You know, that was what how many years ago, you yeah. know? Over 12 years ago. But you know what? This is the thing with that. I sort of, I used to shit on Kim Kardashian and her family a lot. And I mean, I still do to a degree, but she's someone who's sort of evolved and seen how her platform can help in other ways. So I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's sort of, you know, it's a toss of the coin. I feel like it's like once you have this audience, what are you going to do with right. it? Right. No, I don't, I don't fault her for that. Yeah. It's, it's the fact I mean, that a hustle's a hustle. The thing mm-hmm. about okay. it is, but people are now, the problem with uh, that is people think they can get famous in a way, just without doing work. That's what happens because it's like, I want to be famous like her, but she actually is doing work with her fame, but I don't, they just want to be famous. People want to be famous. I mean, there are people who are like, I'm going to drop a track. I like, you've never had a voice this in your life. They ought to tone you to death. And then the kids are telling you it's hot. It's the hottest song out there. You're great. But, That's what I mean. Celebrate. But it's like, but, but it's like that's still getting them paid. It's I know. still getting them fame. You know, it, it's the, it's the way what I mean the world is going. Celebrating mediocrity. <laughs> it's mediocre. It's celebrating mediocrity. Cause mm-hmm. though, then when, so, when something, ha- if you ever notice when something happens in any industry, music, dance, or whatever, when an actual talented person, <laughs> Shows their talent. People are like, "Oh my god, and, and that's, this is amazing!" I'm like, "There are talented people out there. There's a lot of them." But, like you just—that's yeah, you know? what I was gonna say. I think that it's a prime opportunity. It's a golden time for those individuals who actually do have talent, because the, the market is so flooded with mediocrity and those people being worshipped. That when somebody can play that game and has talent, true talent, and can bring down the house. They'll amplify that much more, especially if they play their cards right. Uh, yes and no. I no? think like well, it, it it really depends. It's it's honestly now it's really stroke of luck. Like take for example, like I use her constantly as Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson is yep. arguably one of the best vocalists of oh, her generation, down. and she to me does not have anywhere near the fame that she should have. Absolutely. I mean, yes, she has an Oscar. Yes, she has a Grammy. But like someone like her should be at mariah level in terms of like record sales and number right. ones and and accolades and because talent is not valued i think talent is not valued i think it's that people have short attention spans so if it's not if the, the frying pan is not sparking like over and over and over again they're like they're gonna look away and not let you know everything just kind of settle but i mean that's what i feel but anyway before we can go on on that for a long time but let's talk about jennifer lewis really really quickly so Jennifer Lewis, who is uh, oh, one of my favorite actresses, she wore a whole Nike <laughs> outfit to the Emmys. Good for her. Full-blown Nike outfit yeah. and doing a high kick. And one thing I love about Jennifer is she can make a political statement without rah, 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 you know. And so I thought it was very, very wonderful that she did that because the whole thing with Nike is just... It's crazy to me. I don't care if people don't like him. It's like people are allowed to protest. We live in America. You can get it. Anyway it's like you want to. yes, that that too. But <laughs> it's so weird to me, especially when it comes to people of color. If you march, march in the street, thug, you need protest um, uh, peacefully, thug. It's like how it's one of the things where it's just like how do you want people to protest? It's like do you actually want people to protest the way you want them to protest? Well, you know, I think I think when it comes to the protest, I actually went to the um the Jets and Dolphins game. Yeah. Um in New Jersey uh last weekend and Ooh. I was inquiring about this. Yeah, it was my first actual football game. And I was inquiring about this and I think that that the deal is the fact that it's football. I didn't realize how 
massive football was to like the fabric of this country, how much money oh, it brings it's in. It's huge, American. you know? And so to, to protest that, like you're hitting the heart of the country and you're, 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 um, you are in people's faces who, you know, they don't necessarily want you there. The, the, seeing the football game with the family is like standard for so many people, you know? Um, it just, it, 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 it made a lot more sense, the whole, uh, the Colin Kaepernick thing and, and the Jennifer Lewis thing. And it just makes a lot more sense once I visited that game and I realized like how much money, how much attention oh, yeah. America pays, uh, to the NFL. But that's, well, I've always known football was crazy because, you know, I went to Ohio State. So college football is even worse. Mm. And Ohio State fans are even the most, we are actually the most awful fans written up ever. So, but my thing is, it's just protesting in general. It's like, why are you getting mad at someone protesting? You don't have to agree with them. But that's the whole point. And people are so passionate about this. It's almost like, I don't get it because I'm like, it's a protest. It's just a protest. And it's pretty subtle, too. That's the thing. And it's not like he's not if he was marching the streets, they would still have a problem with that. It's like, what do you want him to do? Just shut up and just sit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Basically, and that's what, yeah. Play the um, game. Play ball. Yeah. Shut up and play ball. I mean, but. And the people who were burning the Nike stuff, I'm like, um, you know, you could have donated at the veterans. So you're burning all these shoes. But you're mad because he's not, you know, he's disrespecting veterans, but you could have went somewhere and given it to people, given that to the homeless people, because that's close. Whether you want that's close. So that's, yeah, I'm like, you're foolish. Mm. The whole thing was just very I mean, it's already been proven that Nike sales have gone up since the release of this campaign. So the fact that these people are, are just protesting, for it, it just it doesn't make, right. to Nike, in the grand scheme of things, the PR, it doesn't make shit of a difference. They're They're raking in the money with it. And that's thing. So what else is there, Duran? Um, so, do any of you watch Atlanta? I have. N- I've watched clips of it. I've never seen the show. It's out here. Not, it's I have not. Okay, so we can skip the whole Donald Glover thing. What, what about oh the character that yeah, showed up? Yeah. I mean, we can talk about it's it. It's a character that is in the show. That yeah. much I know. Yeah, that's that's all I really know. I thought I didn't really good. watch the Emmys, and I haven't really read much of it. Other what than have what you I'm done, Jose? Right you work, know, man. I've been working fifty to sixty hour weeks for the past. Oh, that's right. You got to get months. Got to get that down mm. payment on our house, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused by the whole thing because people were saying that it was Donald Glover in the in the makeup at the Emmys. No. Um, but then there was a photo of Donald Glover with this character, but he plays the character on the show apparently. So. So then, who like, dressed up as the character? I don't even know. Oh, that's hilarious. I think it's kind of brilliant, yeah, though. Yeah. Kind of br- I mean, no one saw him at the show. And there was a lot of diverse really? winners in the Emmys this year, you know, but you know, the social, the keyboard words, it just jumped to that. I said, like, yeah, I said, a lot of black people won Emmys, y'all. I like, a lot of them won Emmys before the broadcast. Tandy Newton like, won yeah. Best Supporting Actress like, in the Drama Series. I like for her. Black folks won actually all the guest star Emmys. All of them. The, both the comedies and both the, the dramas. Was Cat Williams guest star? Or yeah, guest star. Yeah, yes. Okay. He won. So you know him, Tiffany, uh, the girl from um, oh, I forget what her name is. She was on Orange Is the New Black. She was Pusse. She's on um, The Handmaid's Tale. White yeah, woman. I know you're the about white that. woman slavery show. Uh, that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> it really was, what People it are like it's so horrible. I've never seen anything like this. I'm like, um, well, <laughs> this was okay. Sure. Game of Thrones <laughs> though was the big winner, right? Game this of one. Thrones the big winner. I love the game. Wait, of when was Game of Thrones? Oh, because it came out last summer when the yeah yeah thing had yeah. Closed. So it won for yeah. it won for best drama, yeah. which is true. F one, you know, because it's 
fucking Game of Thrones. I'll say this much about Game of Thrones. I was telling you, the Game of Thrones is the only show that everyone in America watches, mm. no matter your demographic. This is that good. It's a good show. It's like you can be, you can literally, you can be in the hood or in a trailer park <laughs> at eight, nine o'clock. On, on Sunday, Sunday night, they're like, bitch, we got to go watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't need to say, don't call the weed man. I'm call the weed man at 8. Because 9 o'clock, Game of Thrones, come on. <laughs> so when is the comeback? I think in what, early April. next year? April. April. Oh, I'm so anticipating April that. Next year. And it's the final season. And right? you know what? I've said this before. I and so, yeah. The thing about Game of Thrones in the script, um, the woman who played Metasandra, she said... The name, though. Uh, the script was... The way the script's written... It's exactly what people think it is. So when you see somebody like look at someone, be like, "Bitch, really?" She said, "It literally right in the script. The look is really bitch." <laughs> That's, it's written. She said, "Yeah." She said, "Yeah." It's written like that. So you have to give that. I think it's wonderful. That's what because it, it reads that way. Mm-hmm. It really reads like girl. <laughs> Wait, does anyone know who writes? Game of Thrones. Uh, this is two guys um, along with um, guidance from George R. R. Martin. They're two queens, honey. Okay, yeah. They're Are two they queens. Gay? Well, you know, honey, this, that's new. They're straight men gay. You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. gay straight people, I call them, you know. Because yeah, yeah. everybody asks so faggoty right now, you know. They're just, it's the news thing. But like, they actually write those, like, we want this specific look, you know. I said, like, oh, that comes across. It really does comes across on screen. When you look at it, you're like, oh, she is looking at him. Like, it obviously works. Yeah, look at him like, bitch, you tried it. Like, mm, don't do that. But I'm happy about that. So, are we doing Vocal Master now? Yes. That Jose, did you ever pick a vocalist? I didn't look at any of the music. You didn't look at any of the music? I mean, if, I did. I swear to God, if you have Ashanti, uh, uh, Trinity, what her name <laughs> is, <know>. Tasha. <laughs> you know that I never choose those for Vocal Masters. So, I was like racking my brain as to uh, people whom um, I haven't used already, and I maybe you haven't. The only person I could think of like this week was Dusty Springfield. Oh, I have not used Dusty Springfield. Yeah. Did you put yeah. silent as a lady on stage? No. Oh, okay. I, I chose four tracks because like all of them are literally short. two and a half minutes yeah, a yeah, piece. So yeah. like they're very short. So Wishing and Hoping, which is like one of her of big course. hits in like the mid sixties. Little by little. My favorite song of her is called Spooky. Okay. And then um The Look of Love, which was in James Bond Casino yep. Royale, I wanna say. It was the theme in For you kids who don't know, she's kinda like the original Adele. Hmm. Yep. So to speak, yeah. So She's to speak, a, she was a, she a was, white British woman who sounds was, very soulful. Who was very soulful. So she's saying, you know, that was she. She's not like Lisa Stanfield soulful, that black. But she's very, very, <laughs> that's, you know. But she's she was, yeah, she's very like, soulful. She's someone who started off very much in the pop realm. And then as her career progressed. There I say it. Oh, God, this is going to sound crazy. But she was doing the soulful versions of the songs that Dionne Warwick recorded first. Hmm. Sounds crazy. That's true. Windmills of my mind. Yeah. Because Dionne Warwick had to pattern herself as a black woman in America to sound white enough for white America. But the white woman from England could sing blacker so they can buy her records here because she sounds soulful. Isn't Mm. that fucked up? Wow. Yep. Yep. That's how it is. That's how it was. So she... (laughs) They were were not willing to receive... So like now sometimes willing to receive soulful music from a soul artist. But it could receive soul music from a white artist. Yeah. Which, mm. Yeah. She coined, or 
I'm not going to say she's, she's one, but yeah, she's... Son of a Preacher Man. That's the song, exactly. famous song. The mm-hmm. only one that could ever reach me, the son of a preacher man. Yeah, the genre of like all these like specifically British white artists singing soul, soul music, music yeah. is called Blue Eyed Soul. Yes, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's so. very good. She, um, you know, she had a very... She's I love, she had a great a career. closeted lesbian for most of her life. She came really? out. Really? You did not know I this? did not know she was a... a, a yeah, supposedly a, a son of a preacher her, man is really <laughs> about the daughter of a preacher man. Really? No, she's right. The son of a preacher man. No, he might be one of them. Manly yeah. dykes and you know, a stud. But a um, <laughs> I mean, she she admitted it in the latter part of her life, and she died very young. I think she was only like in her late fifties. Let's see here. Yeah, she was fifty nine when she died. Wow. So she died of I think some sort of cancer of some sort. Mm. But this is Dusty Springfield. All right. Yes. You're listening to the Crusade of Mind live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We'll be right back in a moment. Up. Uh, Oops. Hey, y'all. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no, Duran and I had to work this board, y'all. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. The social media <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what you're not going to do is use foul language because of your faulty iPad. My tablet always plays it. Samsung Galaxy. Hey. That's a, a plug. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I need a new phone. Sender product. <laughs> I need a new phone. We make your screens, Jose. Don't play. <laughs> yeah, that was very weird. It skipped two tracks. Okay. Anyways, uh-huh. welcome back to Crusade of Mind Live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Now, mm-hmm. speaking of Cat Williams, who uh-huh. won a Emmy mm-hmm. on Monday, uh-huh. and Tiffany Haddish, who also won an Emmy. Stop doing that. It's just fucking rude. Um, he, You're so vulgar today. I really am. Uh, I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm just not. Um, but oh, yeah. You're so nasty. So, speaking of Cat Williams, he <laughs> went on a radio station recently in Atlanta, I believe, um, and got into it with one of the radio hosts, Wanda Smith, and uh, he was also talking shit about other comedians like Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish, saying that they are overrated and stuff like that. I haven't listened to the full the full interview. This is Cat Williams? Yeah, Cat Williams, yeah. You know, funny enough, I don't think he was, I listened to the whole thing. I don't think he was talking shit. I... He, st- he stated, yeah, he stated a point that was actually a very good point. It was a great point. He was talking about, now, he was talking about mediocrity mm-hmm. being something that people celebrate. Now, uh, Kevin Hart and Tiffany Hatch are not mediocre artists, but his um, anger was towards that. Yeah. So he wasn't really talking shit about it because everything he said, I'm like, oh, I agree with you. Hey, but- I... But I think that might have been people's issue with it that, you know, like, because it's Kevin Hart. And well, people always, people always want to fight about it. could yeah. be anyway. People always yeah. want to fight about something. People not listen to the message he's saying. He's saying that Miss Laura, some more, all these people that are just as funny have been around for a long time. And have paid their dues. And paid their dues, you know, can have a little something than just the person who's a spark in the pan. Whenever, whenever he, um, I watched the video and, uh, not all of it though, not yeah. the very end. So that's when, when it comes to, how how if he did or how intensely he insulted the other radio host? The only thing I caught was when he was making fun of her um lip, same thing like right. her, her, her lip her lipstick was like a disco ball and super shiny right. and stuff. Because she was she wasn't witty. He's very very witty. Right. He's very very smart. Very quick too. He's very very quick. And I so thought, she was just trying to. She was doing things that that she thinks would make a man feel bad about himself that she's gonna say. But he don't give a fuck because he called her. He called him her, thinking he's she's talking down to him. 
he, she, he's like, mm, bitch, whatever. I think there was a lot of truth. I mean, I didn't yeah. do research on all the facts he spit out yeah. about his own career because he said a lot of um, fantastic things about his own accomplishments and, yeah. and that I didn't go back and do research on yeah. that. But when he talked about race and when he talked about mediocrity and stuff, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a game, you know, and right. it's networking and, 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 right. you know, there's, there's like, we talk about the Emmys and stuff. It's important to understand that if you want true equality, if you want true authentic representation, you have to acknowledge that these institutions are governed by white people, you know, right. and, and no matter how many black people they put up there, it's still their selection and they have their reasons why they're doing it. And I feel like a lot of what he said called that out. He's not necessarily taken away from yeah. people who have talent in this and that, but it's not just, whoa, this artist over here is really, really talented. Who cares if she's dark skinned? Who cares if she's a little overweight? Whatever. She can bring box offices to do it. Yeah. That's not the case. Yeah. The thing about it is he, I think his problem with um, Cat Williams, there, I say this, uh, straddles the line between dramatic and comedic, dramatic and uh, character comedian. Yeah. Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish are character comedians. And by character, people who are listening, it means that somebody who's specifically uh, represents a character in a sense, uh, a caricature, if you will, of something. Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish are very caricature-like in their presentation as comedians. And that's why they always do, and that's why I always go back. That would be my phone right now, doing uh, Turn Me Out, Turn to Sugar by Praxis. Um, Put it on vibrate, girl. No, that's my mother calling, so I'll probably have to call that back. Hopefully nobody is dead, honey. Um <laughs> But that is the whole character thing of that. But that being said, I'm gonna let Duran go ahead and talk more about this because I got my if my African mother's calling me at two o'clock, I gotta go ahead and pick up this phone. I'll be right back, y'all. <laughs> Mute my mic. <laughs> no, like so. The Tilt did a um, piece about um, the Tilt did a piece about is um, Cat Williams trolly or you know funny? Like is he being funny or just trolly? You know, based off of like. All the things he said on the radio station. I think he also had like a, a, some other recent, um, you know, moments of being Cat Williams, I guess. And so that's the question that we're posing. Is he being a hater or is he just telling, you know, jokes or telling the truth even? What would he, what reason would he have to be hating? You know, what, I don't know because I mean, he doesn't have, like, the, I guess the whole argument was, is like people are saying that he doesn't have the same level of success as, um, Cat, or, Excuse me, as uh, Kevin Hart or Tiffany Haddish, and I guess it's, that's his point. Like he's, but I feel like there would have been a better way to have executed that point without having to have mentioned them as mm. I don't know as examples. Yeah, like if if he was just talking about like mediocrity, like he could have just kept the two people who are mediocre who are popular. Um, but I guess he made it specifically about like black comedians who are actually, um, or I don't want to say deserving, but who have worked hard towards everything that they've gotten. Even if it is a selection of who gets to be popular versus who doesn't, um, Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart, they are funny and they are talented and, you know. Well, one of them is. Uh, oh, which one? You don't like Kevin Hart? I, he's all right. I prefer him as an actor more so than a comedian. I couldn't watch his, his stand up. Like, I got bored. I'm back. Everything's okay. okay. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. She called me to make sure I got all the contents of my wallet I lost. I, I, <laughs> that's a mom thing. Yes. Yeah. I love. You know, we live in a society in the Western world where political correctness is, is increasingly becoming more and more and more important. And though I don't think it's necessarily kind of an artist to call out other artists, mm -hmm. um, I think if you're making a point and if those other artists have 
true talent and can hold their own, then it, it's, it should be like water off of a duck's back. They right. can move forward. But if you're calling out something with, with, with regard to the establishment and how they aim things, how, what, what they go after in the game that they play, yeah. and nobody else is talking about it, everyone else is just benefiting from it yeah. or being run over, and you're using a couple artists as examples, more power to you because it needs to be brought out in the open. If you stick with political correctness and nice and, you know, we're all in the, you know, no, no, don't play that game forever. Call out the stuff, you know? It's also the fact that people do not, um, cannot function, I feel, dare I say it, um, generations removed, cannot function in objectiveness. Somebody can think something, somebody cannot like something, it does not mean it's bad. And somebody can think something is great, it does not mean it's good. So I think he was just saying that, hey, these other comedians are great. Good for them for making it here on at this time. But these guys are also here, they cut their teeth. Not saying these other people did not cut their teeth, but... This is more like, a, you know, because Cat was a caricature comedian. He does caricature, but he also does dramatic. He's been through life in that sense. Yeah. So he's able to do like, you know, both sides of the thing. Kevin Hart is very much. Um, Kevin Hart is like, what's his name? What's the comedian? The one that was crazy. Had to say Jerry Lewis. Kevin Hart is like a black Jerry Lewis in that sense. Um, but. I just hope people understand that he's not dissing these people. He's just making a point mm. as to society. Because you know people don't understand that. Yeah, but you know what? Then it becomes a thing where is it his responsibility to explain it to them or is it their responsibility to learn? I think it's his responsibility to put it out there. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Because this one is just where I'm like, I'm like, I cannot tell you how not to be stupid. You know, people are like, you want me to teach you something because you don't know it. Why don't you already know it by going to read something? You know, so, but that's me. All right. Oh, okay. So now it's time to talk to the very wonderful Jimmy Ramsey. Jimmy, tell the people who you are. Again, he's been on the show several times. We always have... Basically a regular. Yeah, pretty much every... (laughs) Every two or three months, we try to have AHF come down here. And AHF is the AIDS Healthcare Foundation. Uh, they do a lot of work uh, with the LGBT people and youth and all of that. And we just want to make sure that as the, uh, a group of people who are queer men of color, that we you know, bring awareness to what's going on. So Jimmy is here to update us about what's going on with AHF and what's going on in the world. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so thanks for having me here, everybody. Um, so AHF stands for AIDS Healthcare Foundation. Uh, we are the world's largest HIV nonprofit. Currently, we are serving nearly 900,000 people globally uh, in 41 different countries. Most of those people are being taken care of uh, medication-wise as well as uh, medically um, for free. Um, and AHF uh, puts the, the, the bill for that. Um, but my, my role with HF uh, is uh, as a pharmacy specialist in Midtown Manhattan. So I help to bring um, HIV positive individuals, those on PrEP, uh, those who are hepatitis C positive, hepatitis B positive, and those who need PEP treatment. I link them to HF Pharmacy. Uh, currently, we have about uh, 47 uh, HF pharmacies in the country where 96 cents of every dollar generated goes directly into patient care. So pharmacies uh, overall make tens of thousands or in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars each month from billing medications. And with us, uh, we make the same amount of money, but 
the difference is that 96 cents of every dollar generated goes to uh, HIV positive people in care uh, to keep people in care. Um, for instance, if someone is HIV positive and doesn't have insurance, we're able to take care of them for free. If someone is HIV positive and doesn't have insurance, we're able to front medication to them for free. And we eat the cost of that. Um, so as far as the updates with AHF, one of the most exciting ones is the, the launch of the Healthy Housing Foundation. Um, in, in major cities, but really across the whole country, um, homelessness is becoming a major, major issue. Uh, HF is based in LA. Our, our um, first office and corporate office is in Los Angeles. And as many people know, um, um, Southern California and really honestly at this point, the West Coast from Seattle down to San Diego, uh, is, is experiencing a, a great uh, homeless crisis. So what HF is doing is not only tackling um, HIV, but uh, another angle of tackling HIV is, attack, is, is dealing with the housing um, um, situation. If someone does not have adequate housing, then the last thing many of them are thinking about is being sure to take their medicine the way they're supposed to. So HF has uh, gone on a mission to, um, at this point, purchase hotels. Uh, and, and, and turn them into um, homeless housing. So uh, currently we have uh, the 27-room hotel, the 27-room Sunrise Hotel on Sunset Boulevard. We have wow. the 202-room Madison Hotel at Skid Row. We have the 209-room uh, Baltimore Hotel at Skid Row. We have the 105-room King Edward Hotel. And we actually have the first ever deployed Casita Micro Home, which is worth uh, $89,000 per unit. We have one of those as well um, to supply houses, uh, a home to a homeless family. So this is a new initiative for us. And like I said, you know, for someone who is uh, HIV positive, yes, the medication aspect is extremely important. Yes, the medical aspect is extremely important. But if they don't even have a place to stay, for many people, the medical and the medication aspect is down number two, three, four on their list. Um, so, uh, so we're really excited. It's already showing a lot of progress, a lot of um, difference in health outcomes. Um, the other uh, bit of news that I wanted to mention is that, like I said, my role with the uh, organization with AHF is as the pharmacy uh, specialist for um, for Midtown Manhattan, and we've launched a, a pharmacy app. Um, so with anyone, cool. yeah, yeah, it's a really great idea. I mean, it's obviously moving forward. Um, it's been a long time com- coming, but it's finally out. Um, the pharmacy app offers seasonal promotions, savings coupons for medications, health news, medication refill from the app, uh, medication lookup, which is really awesome. You're able to go on AH- ahfpharmacy.org and um, you can look up any medication you can think of. And there is a video with a pharmacist speaking about the medication and giving you details on what what the uh, contraindications are, what it's used for, all the details about the medication are there on ahfpharmacy.org. Um, and also, if, if you want more information regarding AHF, you can go to aidshealth.org. If you'd like more information directly from me, you can email me at jimmy, J-I-M-M-Y dot Ramsey, R-A-M-S-E-Y, at aidshealth.org. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Thank you. That's a lot. A lot of new stuff. Like the last time you were here, that stuff wasn't happening. I know it was in pro. It was in progress of it. Process. Process. How many hotels did you mention? It was like five or six. One, no? two, three, four, f- four hotels so far, plus the Casita Micro Home. K A S I T A. Go ahead and Google it. That's kind of amazing. That's very, very amazing. 
So, like, you guys should definitely, they're a really, really great organization. And, like, it's one of those things where I'm glad that, you know, my lust led me to know Jimmy because it was my lust. Of, <laughs> hey, it was. I mean, I ain't going to say you're going to lie. It was at a brunch girl. I looked at one of those old white women at the end of the bar looking at a young man. Hey. Thirsting. I wasn't thirsty, bitch. I was drowning. <laughs> <laughs> I had drank all the water, girl. I was like, but I need some more. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, baby? Deron, look, you got something to say. Go ahead and say it. No, go, ahead and, go ahead and say it, Deron. Go ahead and say what you got to say. I, I, I'm waiting for you to ask your, your follow-up question. I don't have a follow-up question. I'm just saying go ahead and say what you got to say. Um, let the people know one more time where they get uh, <laughs> information on a well, I know you don't have social media, so well, it's it, it's okay. My email address is is perfectly yes. fine, Jimmy at AIDSHealth.org, or you can go to AIDSHealth.org, and that's the main AHF website. Or you can go to AHF Pharmacy. I'm sorry, you can go to AHFPharmacy.org, and you can get more information regarding our um, pharmacy specifically. We are um, uh, in an effort to. Uh, we have a, a, a an initiative called Twenty by Twenty, and what, what that is is we're partnering with other aid service organizations globally to get 20 million people on treatment by 2020, and oh, so wow. things are moving very quickly. And that's why right now we are already at nearly uh, 900,000 people. So by 2020, we should be well over 1 million, have well over 1 million people in care. That's That's amazing. That's wonderful. Awesome. Now, Mm -hmm. because we haven't um, heard from Jose in. I was just about to ask that. Four or five months. Stop exaggerating. <laughs> July. July was my she's, last show. She's a dramatic queen. You know that, girl. We miss you, page six. I know. I've been very busy with work. <laughs> I, I moved over. I've been working a lot. The, really, the only fun thing I did this summer, I went to Montreal for a weekend for Pride in August. But beyond that, it's just been working. Yeah. So You've I don't have a lot. more than working. Like, what do you do for fun? Tell us about the trade. Whatever. Honestly, smoke, don't do it. I on, honestly, all I do is smoke a bowl and like stay at home. I really don't. I went out last night. I did go out last night and um, I went to a space which I all encourage you to go whenever you have a chance. It's called Sutherland. It's um, it's um, it's a venue right off the Montrose stop on the L on Messerol Street. Um, and oh. my friend Tad um basically runs and curates the DJs that he brings in. So Fridays tend to be more disco house focused and Saturdays tend to be more techno. Um, and they brought this amazing DJ based out of Detroit. Uh, her name is DJ uh, Holographic. And she was really, really, really okay. good. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I really haven't been doing a whole lot. Is Sutherland Shout out to new? Sutherland. Is it, is it pretty new? So they had a soft opening, I think, in, like right before Pride. So they've been open since June mm. and they've been slowly but surely getting um uh a good following they had a a 12-hour party i think not last weekend but the weekend before i just got a a roommate and he um he's a a gay roommate and he was mentioning to us uh the rest of the roommates that he was going to sutherland and i had no idea what it was so i'm I'm happy to hear that it's a a cool spot i think i'm going to check it out 12 hours and it's also it's also a phone free space which is something that you also have to bear in mind so when you go in they put your phone in a yonder pouch and you have the either the option to hold on to the pouch which is what i normally do or you can check it 
because their their whole sort of aesthetic and philosophy is that you actually interact with people and right. have conversations. Oh, I'm sorry. I love it. I people love didn't it. know that was a thing. <laughs> well, could you imagine being on the dance floor and half of the people are looking down with on their the front? I mean, generally when I go to most dance parties, that's how it how it when is. I, yeah. I go to my horse meat disco, which is probably one of my. They're doing that. Parties. I love horse meat disco. Yeah, but that's people why are go- like taking selfies. Right. And just like that's why. Sadly, I go to the monster, and I not sadly, I love the monster. Because the monster is like, you know, amazing in the sense that, oh, yes, there's my spot. So it's like half the people are very uh, um, young and half are much older. But the phone, my phone is always in my phone. I never see my phone. You know, because it's fun. Oh, I guess I should shut up because you know, Miss Dorinda's putting the music up there. <laughs> trying to be oh, subtle. No. About, oh, girl, don't try it. Well, we're entering our second hour, everyone. If you're just now joining us, <laughs> Bags of Life out there. That's our name of our fan army, I guess. What? What? Bags of Life. Bags of Life. Michael Peterson came up with that name. It used to be Queer Hearts, but you know, that was yeah, too Queer young girl. It was too, too young girl. I it was get it. Too I get young. It. I, I get it. I get it. Well, if you're just now joining us, you're, how about the girls, honey? I like that. <laughs> yeah. If you're just the now, girls, if you're just now joining us, you're listening to Chris State of Mind live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are entering our second hour. There's tea, more tea, shade, and news and whatnot coming up in the next hour. You know, drunk and fun. So stay tuned, y'all. A petty game, huh? I like to wait for a good piece of shade. So what do you think about the catch track? Oh, I don't think of her. Ow. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, are we talking about the new catch track? Um, yeah. A bitch exists because of you. You don't have to come well, for her. And I don't <laughs> the only living one now, and the other two died in a Whitney and Mariah. Yeah. So, you know. And Shady facts. Are they alive? I mean, once met, one one is metaphorically dead. One's talent is dead. One's career. Yeah. Well, no, she yep. still has a career. The problem is she still has a career. One is literally because, dead because the young kids don't. The young kids. So this is very fucking real. Queer state of mind. Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, I freaking love that promo. It's so <laughs> Me crazy. too. You sound so good. You both sound so good. I, She's I, not I, on that promo. No, I, I am. Well, you sound so. I good. Really am. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I, am. I, I wish it was more of me. I feel like Are you like, like Tavia or something promo? I thought I heard you. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Latavia definitely runs the board, you know, in Destiny's Child. She did that. She ran, honey. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a picture recently of Beyonce with one of them. I think it, was, it was Latoya, right? Yes, I was like, why she was pregnant. Latoya? <laughs> Latoya was pregnant and Beyonce. We are going to talk about so that witch nice. in a minute. I guess they buried that hatchet. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, they buried that hatchet years ago. Um, did they? They, they, they really did, and did like they? I think um, I'm not sure if it was Latoya Latavia, Latavia who saw Beyonce. Latavia. I'm not sure which one of them saw her across the street, but apparently they wow. saw her across That's the street. statement in itself. One of them saw her across the street, and they talked, and then you know, like they across what up. street? Well, exactly. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Beyonce is not casually walking around the streets of Houston, LA, or New York. Across the street. Apparently, that was a thing. Apparently, that was a thing. But, you know, she that's teleports to wherever it is she has Because you know why? Las Vegas. She's Fiona Good over here. Speaking you know, of which, let's go ahead and get into this Beyonce business. Um, let's play the song first. I really want to oh, talk yes. about oh, this. Yes, I really yes, want to talk yes, about yes, La Strega, honey. 
By the way, Las Vegas Italian, you guys should look it up. And, and when we get back, we're going to talk about um, Beyonce. Las if you Trega. have not um, listening to the news or watching the news or you know reading up on the news in the last um, 24 hours, like I have because I've been drinking, um, then I would suggest that you all go read up on Beyonce right now. We're going to be talking about her when we get back from this music break. You're going to see the Chris State of Mind live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes. Yes, so, honey. I so did a quaalude who, for that. Who was yes. that, um, Jose? Who that is Miss Karen Young. Um, and the name of the song is Hot Shot. I know Karen Young, but I don't know this song. That's the thing. Okay. Um, and it's the Joy Negro Sure Shot mix. So I think it was remixed probably in the 90s. I want to say, yeah, that's, that's very. It's nice. a it's a West End Records twelve inch. So yeah, that's not just a by ninety one. So West End was a very famous record label that cut a lot of like disco disco tracks in the late seventies into the early eighties. Yeah, and this is arguably one of my favorites. That was good. Yeah, and I want to take something to stay below like something, stay below something, keep yeah. it going. So wow. I'll leave this anyway. So yes. go ahead, girl, because I need a piece. Of- so the rumored pop queen was drinking too much for the past two days. And didn't know her queen was being sued. Listen, uh-uh. listen. Mm-hmm. I had to work and then leave. No matter. I had to work and leave. Yep. She didn't know her I mean, queen. Well, let's pull up the actual fair, article. To be fair, Beyonce's always getting sued for something. Yeah, not for witchcraft, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, bitch. This I, is a new one. I was very surprised that you actually didn't know this. That besides shade, I actually was just very surprised. Yeah, 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 yeah. In that sense, so Beyonce's ex drummer. Says she was La Strega, um, a witch, and she had, you know, used her witchcraft against her and killed her cat. Not Beyonce's cat, and the kitten. Kitten. Her, her kit, oh, her kitten, yeah. not her cat, and not her coochie, you know, actual kitten. That and would she, suck. She actually is suing Beyonce for uh, witchcraft, honey. Witchcraft and, and what? No, I'm sorry, bitchcraft and wiggetry. <laughs> it got to be weird. Yep. Um, so the whole thing to me is very, very interesting because on one plane, I'm an old African woman, I believe it, because actually when I was younger, someone had planted uh, dry bones under my father's window so he didn't get a job. He didn't get a job for like two years when I was younger. And we had a witch doctor come in, like with a mirror and everything. And then like two hours later, people came and dug up stuff around our house. And took all the shit that was buried in our house out when we like buried. So I'm like, oh shit, that's crazy. My father got a job a week later, like with this mm. big German company. Uh, at one point, I believe it. On another plane, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna say this, y'all. Y'all know that I'm not the biggest fan, but she is very, very talented and a very m- much a hard worker. You know, like I always say, she's not naturally talented, but she's very, very talented. Works very hard to get to where it is. You know, where, I'm sorry, not it. I'm sorry. Yeah, where she is. That's not quite horrible. So I'm kind of conflicted. I do think Mother is a witch, you know, because she got good wigs. Jimmy is the. <laughs> but Jimmy actually does mystical arts and stuff like that. So he can better explain this than I can. So. Well, you know, I'm, I, I've been practicing mysticism for many years. I'm an ordained minister of metaphysical science and I, I practice today. Oh, um, man, honey. Um, yes. I take it very seriously. It's an, it's an extremely important part of my day-to-day, every single day life. Um, 
as far as a lawsuit, well, first of all, it's a restraining order. I'm actually reading here a restraining order against Blockbuster Star for extreme witchcraft and yes. magic spells involving sexual molestation. Yes. Well, see, the sexual molestation part is I didn't know anything about that. That ain't what I do. Um, or what, what, you know, it's anything. <laughs> well, you know, you know, when it comes to Beyonce, there's so many rumors that have been going around for years about, you know, on YouTube. Let's replay this video. We got the Baphomet. We have the the, the triangle symbol that her and Jay Z throw up. Um, you know, you have all this stuff that is fueled conspiracy theories, or that may even be the truth. The wow. thing is, the thing is, you you you, you can't you, you can't sue somebody over what could easily be deemed a religion. And number two, um, I don't know about this whole kitten thing. You know, I mean, killing a cat it yeah. sucks, but even even with that, I mean, how much really? How much money are you going to get from someone else killing your kitten? It says magical spells of uh, molestation, the murder of my pet kitten, and magical spells of my lovers. Is what she um, got the temporary restraining order. Because I think it's I think it's going to fall flat on its face. Yeah, I, I think I think it kind of already has. Like I think it was denied. Um, let me confirm that real quick. Wow. I mean, the whole thing is crazy to me. Yes, it was um, denied the temporary a temporary restraining order with the Los Angeles Supreme Court, which was denied. Is what um, Newsy uh, or Noisy is saying. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say anything, but I don't think Beyonce is going to follow you around, girl. I mean, no well, shame. Well, you exactly. got to think about this. Um, Boo Boo, a restraining order is not going to stop anybody from casting a, a spell or putting roots or putting something on you they can do that from tokyo and still affect true. you you know that's so true. that means nothing it's very very true i mean it's kind of sad because look it's sad for me because i had to defend beyonce <laughs> i defended girl the house down i was all there girl I was, she defends her all the damn time no girl but i a defended mother I defended Mother Down. I said, no, we're not going to do that. What we're not going to do is that. Okay. Yes, she is a witch. Yes, I believe that. But I don't think she molested you. You know. But I don't I don't know. I don't know. This girl probably needs a lot of help. She probably was stressed on this tour. Mm. I can see someone being stressed like this on a tour um, with a superstar of that magnitude. Um, who demands perfection for her brand because that's what she sells and that can stress people out also if it's thankless if it's a thankless job yeah. for, the, for, the, for the person who is uh, initiating this suit you know yeah. not only is it stressful and demanding and the caliber of work the expectations are really high but there isn't a pat there may not have been a pat on the back there may not have been yeah. a, you're doing a great job girl. i think it is thankless job i think it is a thankless job because i think that you created something that um has to be Exactly what it is, and you're not the star. It cannot, yeah, it can, yeah, it cannot have the chink. It, this cannot be any chink in the armor of this. What you're, who you're working for, because of what have what's expected of this person. So you, I get it. I get it. I just actually viewed something the other day of some uh, one of Madonna's um, backup dancers who was like, it was crazy for me because it's, it's, it's too much because people who are not. And take this however you will, people. People who are not naturally talented demand perfection. Hmm. Because, but but, you're but not, you don't think Beyonce has some like she can sing well? Like, no, no, no. In, inherently, that's something that she's born with. I mean, no, no, no. With technique, you can always perfect your voice. Let but. me rephrase that. 
when I, what I mean by naturally talented is people who are born with it. She was not born with it. It was created. I think that you can make Michael Jackson was born with it. There are people who are born with it. Prince was born with it. Whitney Houston was born with it. Beyonce never had it from the beginning. She had, she was talented and it came later because it was produced and it was cleaned up and which is just as valid because it was worked hard for. That's what I mean by people who are not naturally talented because people who are very much about perfection in our that way. Michael Jackson. So you would say that Madonna doesn't have it? No, Madonna does not have it. She definitely does not. No, she doesn't have it. I don't. We we'll never think, think so. Madonna has it. Never thought Madonna had it. Jenna has it, but Madonna doesn't have it. Because when you watch Jenna when she's five years old, I'm sorry, like eight, that, that Jackson show that had Linda Carter on the dancing yep. in the group, and you see Jenna dancing, you're like, this bitch got it. Because she's literally moving better than anyone on the stage behind her at like seven, eight years old. You're like, that's it. You know, versus somebody who actually has to work hard to get there, which is just as valuable. Well, many times those types of people supersede the ones with raw talent. Exactly, exactly. So that's what I mean by it. But they always demand perfection because the security of having it is not there. I, think, I, I understand your point, yeah. but I would not take anything away from people, not from, from away. anybody yeah. who actually has raw talent, yeah. who also yeah. wants it because you, who wants per- perfection. Because Michael you can absolutely yeah. look at Michael Jackson. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is a billion dollar man, global, yeah, yeah. Yeah. multiple times. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, it's about attempting to reach the highest aspiration right. of who you really are. Right. You know, manifesting that in reality, so that could be somebody who's who has the it factor can, right. can, can go after that goal being the highest expression of what they right. can produce and somebody who maybe not have the it factor, right. you know? No, I don't, I'm not taking anything away from anyone. I just want to decipher the difference in, in, in the sense of that. Not taking it because it's, they're both very valuable as things like I'm going to step on my own soapbox for a second. Like when I was singing in school, I always had a great ear. There are people who read music before me and there are people who could compose, but they did not have my ear. So I could hear things they would never hear. And I will continue to hear something they would never hear. They have trained themselves to hear things that I hear Mm. with better training than I Mm. have, will ever have. Does not diminish any of our talents. But I think that they strive for, I strive for perfection in what I hear, but the way they strive for perfection is different. It's very different. Is this has to be here, mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. here, here, here in order for it to work. And I think that's what what she was probably giving up. There's nothing. Who wants to see a bad show? I want to go to a show and it'd be bad. So I think that there's a stress level that comes with that versus working with somebody who who is just natural. more chill, more chill about yeah. it because who they is, know they got they got Because the they it. know they got it. Right. And, right. I, and they'll be like, oh, that's fine, girl. You know, that happened. You know what? Versus like that happened, so that fucked this up, that fucked this up, that fucked mm. this up, that fucked this, that's fuck, you know. So you've ruined the whole circle of what's going on here. You ever seen that video of Beyonce? Somebody getting fired, you know, it's like diva out of all songs, diva. She was doing like the diva dance move, and like something didn't happen, and she was like, "Somebody getting fired." Yeah, and Michael Jackson also has one of those videos too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. In, in that sense, yeah. So it's business oh, at the end of the day. Quick sidebar. Kids, a diva is not a female version of a hustler. Just so you know. Mm. That is not the meaning of the word. That's all. Because someone actually tried to argue with me about that the other day. They did? Wow. Yes, they did. That's the impact that Beyonce has. And they're like, yep. I was like, a diva is created in 1870. How old was this person? 
They were older in their 30s. Oh, wow. I was like, a diva was created in 1838 by Vincenzo Bellini for the opera Norma Costa Diva. Costa Diva. Diva was the one the world was created. I'm like, you you can play with me if you want to about this. I said, but you're not, you're not going to win this. And diva means divine goddess. Does not mean a bitch. It can also mean. It can also, oh, so it doesn't mean prima donna. It does not mean a prima donna. That's the definition it's, that evolved. Yeah, that's, 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 became, a, yeah. that's a definition mm. that evolved later in life because it evolved later in life when the divine goddess was acting like an asshole. Right, right, right. right. So it was always a divine that's goddess. Right, right. Carrie kind of explained that somewhat on the Oprah Winfrey show. Yeah, so it became, it became that when the person you worship as a divine goddess became an asshole. Because they're human. So, yeah, because yeah. it's so power so, corrupts. Yes, ab- total power. What is it? Power yeah. corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Oh, come on, <gasps> come on now. Oh. So Zaza, what Talk do you think of, uh, of La Strega? You haven't had your opinion on the, on the witch yet. I mean, it's I'm someone who doesn't. Me. Yeah, like I, I, I grew up um, Cuban, so I, you know, Which? had. Stories of Santeria and all these sorts of things. I don't How buy into that kind of thing. <laughs> it's just like for me, it, it's like I sort of anything that goes into the realm of the supernatural or whatever. I'm curious about it and I'm interested in people's viewpoints, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah. She could very well be a witch. Who knows? I think it's one of those things where so much is trying to find something, and it's it's one of those things where. Uh, but I do think that part of the reason why there are going to be people who believe this is um, the ability that she has has um, kind of divorced herself from people actually knowing just a little bit about her as a person. Okay, that's always that's always going to have something you know in that sense. Well, it's the thing is Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. There, there's a certain sect of artists that don't have to. When you release a record, you basically have to pimp yourself out and promote it. Yeah. Beyonce does no such thing. Beyonce hasn't done an interview in well over 10 years. But you see, I don't think it's because she doesn't have to. I don't think, I think it's because she doesn't know how to. I disagree. I, I disagree with that. I disagree. I, 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 still a million and one interviews of Beyonce between 97 and what, 2010. Yeah. And so she I, really, the last interview she really did was for four. Yeah, that was yeah, the last yeah. real that she yeah. did. Yeah, exactly. that she did exactly. any sort of like let sit down promo a point in her career because she had. Let me more. rephrase yeah. that. I don't think she's reached a point in her career where she cannot interview. When I say she doesn't know how to interview, and oh god, Jesus, I'm oh god. I mean, I'm gonna find the right words to say this. Let me find the right words. I, I, I think I know what you mean, but at the same time, she I have does seen not really, really good interviews. From I have. I've seen an interview that is good for her. I have not seen a good interview with her. Does that make sense? Because I sure. no no. I'm, does that make any? Does that I mean, make I, 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 I does that make saying, sense? But I'm just saying, like I, I think she has done good interviews. I think there are things you have to answer as, as a articulate, you know, as a person. Uh, articulation has never been mother's strong suit. <laughs> We're not going. That's what I'm saying. Like so, because she's not as articulate, people are like she she interviews badly, and I'm just like she doesn't. And like to okay. be honest. There are other stars who's just like I really do not want to do this interview. And I don't so think she likes. The, I don't think she. Yes, thing. Michael Jackson did not like. Doing I don't interviews. think she likes doing interview. I don't think she's so big that she cannot do interview. Does that make sense? I don't think she likes doing interview. Right. You don't think that she's big enough at she, this point where she doesn't she need to do interviews? She literally, no, no, no. I think interviews. there is it's, it's a both sides to it. And I mean, there are many artists that do, like That's, Frank Ocean is a perfect example, and he's not. I mean, I adore Frank Ocean, but he's not at that same realm as. 
as Beyonce. Yeah, okay, I look at it this way. Let's take, for example, the woman who does nothing at all. Barbara Streisand. Nothing. She does nothing until she really has to. But that's partly based on the fact that she does not like to do interviews. But she knows No, but when Barbara Streisand puts out a record or does a movie, she does press for it. She does interviews well, she, for it. She has to promote it. Beyonce yeah. does not do that. No, but, well, for just for a record, not a movie. Even look... Perfect example is yeah. someone like Madonna. Right. Right. Madonna is someone who doesn't need to do any sort of press. But, she's but when, to that. She, when any record comes out or her skincare line or right. whatever, exactly. she is literally doing the night show circuit and Ellen and really? everything. But, but, I also, but, but that's also ingrained in her from the time she comes from. We live, in a, we live in a... She lives with the applause. What do you think? She, do, she does. She, but we she also can't live in, live a, in a, time, a world where she's not... We also live in a time where you don't... She doesn't have to... Beyonce right. can be like drop a hint that I have a record coming out and social media is here. She doesn't have the interviews. Exactly. Think about 30, 40 years ago. If she was here 30, 40 years ago, she would be on somebody's couch because there's no social media. So you don't have, girl, you know this type this of girl. Is true, but yes and no, but then no. I feel like... Because there were artists that were, Adele, that were just... Adele, Adele is an so artist pretty, who still uh, promotes her record. I, I, I'm and sorry, but there's, sit Taylor Swift. Albums, so. there's plenty of albums that drop in, like, they're trending on social media. You know, everyone's talking about, oh, this yeah, album's yeah, lit. Yeah. It's, it's you know, like a mad hype, whatever. And it's trash. But, and it's trash. Right. And it, the album doesn't, right. you know, do well. You know, right. or like the people, like they have no choice but to promote it. Beyonce, for this day and age... For what, but for, for what the record sales on are the, saying, on, she the, does well. on the flip side of that, she does all right because no, what I mean by all right is, is the fact that she's still not selling as much records to her counterparts. That's true, but if you're talking she, about but Taylor no Swift, one is selling records, no, 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 like no one's selling no, no, no. records with the exception I, of Taylor Swift. I was, who I will say this, I am so sorry. For the level that you are as a person that does not want to do interviews or does not have to do interviews, you should be pulling a million of records a week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You should. You should that's not be, the standard? Yeah. That's not the standard. That's, 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 that's not the standard. That's not my standard. That's the standard of the... No one really does that. Is that. The, no, no. That's the standard Except of the... Swiftly. I'm sorry. Taylor Swift no. a white woman. But you're, no, no. We're not even going to go there. Because no, there, there, there are black men like motherfucking... What's his name? Uh, 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 Travis Scott still pulling more records than you in a week. There are people... Cardi B pulled more records than you in a week. I'm so sorry. Stop giving people excuses for I'm shit that I do it. My thing is, excuses. when you are that big of an artist, you should pull more. You're not pulling that more. I'm not taking anything away from that. You are still popular. But your popularity is not matching your, your charts right now. And that's fine because, you know, at a certain point in somebody's career. She does not care. It's my, it's my, it's, but, but what I'm she's saying. She's a performer. She's like, I'm going to do uh, this tour. That's fine. That's fine. This tour going to do That's well. fine. But the state does not negate what I'm saying. It's still, this, I'm not taking anything away from that. I've right. never said n none of that was right, successful. Right, right. I never said any of that. But what I'm saying, it does not match up. But well, maybe if you did come out and promote more, maybe you have that. Maybe it will be more. You know what it is? I think maybe, maybe she it will be more. Title. I'm trying to say. I think it's really so if maybe Mother was performing on the Today Show or doing something, like maybe the the charts will be more. She maybe it won't be 10 years but number one yeah. between number one hits. Maybe the measuring stick is different these days. You it know is. what I'm saying? You know, like, the, the, measuring stick, the, the definition of success isn't the way of like, you know, 20 years ago yeah. where so you many, have a triple platinum album or you have right, 12 right. gold singles or it's like right, right, that, right, right, that, right. that formulaic form right. doesn't exist Because anymore. of And downloading. that's why legacy artists like Mariah, Janet, yeah. 
and Madonna are having such a hard time navigating this land because it's a, it's a different it's a different time you know it's a different time because they actually have to go out and do right. that now the artists don't have to go out and do that they don't have to you don't you can be like on social media you don't have to go outside now should be in the top you know so there's a lot of things that should be what they are you know but i say all this to say i'm not taking anything away from anyone please don't think that i'm not taking it for anyone it's just it's different I'm, I'm, I've just that's, never that's, been. A, I, guess, I think it's what we're. I've all never been a fan of just giving people things that they 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 no, they I don't, don't accomplish. Given, I can't do um, it. Particularly yeah. Beyonce, anything she doesn't accomplish, because I feel like she's accomplished everything she has. You know, because um, and it is what it is. No, either you accomplish everything you have, but I, you know, I, I don't. I mean, it's, it's, and I think the level of what she has accomplished, she's like, I'm not doing interviews anymore. I'm going to drop this album with, you know, a visual, a visual album with, you know, like the music, and right. it, it is what it is. I'm gonna well, go it's, it's, I think it's, she doesn't have to do interviews, but I don't think. I also think she does not want to do interviews. What I'm trying to say, I don't yeah, think yeah, she does I not want to do interviews. Yeah. I don't I think that. that. I think that's the thing. She doesn't want to do interviews because it's a lot of things that people are going to ask her that she does not want to answer. Probably, you know, it, it's it's. You know, I think back in the day it was it was album sales, and I think that now there's so many um, m- media venues, Twitter, Facebook, actual concerts, right. uh, doing one concert at the Super Bowl and shifting the world, or at very least the, yeah. the country over it. Right. Power. She's married to Jay Z. You know, she's got all the money in the world, so right. it's it's not even so much about hustling to make money. You know, it, it, I think yeah. more it's about influence and power, and you don't need to technically sell albums uh, in order to increase your your, your the, how much power you exactly, have. Exactly, exactly. So this is where, like, if I'm strictly talking about music, I'm just like, mm. so in the music game, you're kind as a seller in that sense. Mm-hmm. In the music game, kind of behind. You're behind, right? No it shade. Off pretty good. In, in That's odds. no shade. You're behind. She was the biggest female artist of the odds, and then like. Things kind of like shifted. And what? In. Which one? I believe because she was like the number four, like Billboard, you know, artist of the odds. Like it was. What's like, the odds? Yeah. Uh, oh, the two thousands girl. The two thousands. That's what they're called. Yeah, the yeah. odds. Yeah. Aughts. Sorry. How you spell that? A u g h t s. Ooh, I've never heard that. So yeah. you ever see odds in my articles? I literally mean the two thousands. The thing about it is, she is the most famous. Because if you just if you just do crunch the numbers, right. just crunch the numbers, it's still Britney Spears at that time. What? In what? In odds. Wait, no, 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 crunch the numbers. No, 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 crunch the numbers. No, maybe, maybe crunch the numbers. Maybe till like two thousand three or two thousand four. Yeah. No, no, what it was. still crunch the numbers because Britney Spears was still popping up number three, number We're one. We're talking about overall success. We're not just talking about yeah. crunch the numbers. We're talking about overall crunch the numbers. It was actually Beyonce. No, crunch the numbers. Look it up. Crunch the numbers, bitch. I'm telling you, crunch the fucking numbers. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about about my. Keep in mind, like part of her success was actually in that. Like a lot of that success was in '99. Girl. Crunch the fucking numbers. I'm not. I'm not talking about fucking what I feel about it. Or no, what no, no, no. I'm talking about crunch the numbers. Like the Billboard chart. Beyonce was ranked number four. I think Alicia Keys was number five. Um, it, and and it was Eminem, Usher, and I can't remember the third artist off the top of my head. It might have been. Look Nelly. it up. Yeah. Look it up, girl. But you know. in the meantime, we'll, we can continue this conversation when we get back from our break music. We should go to break music. What do we have, Mr. Yes. Jose? No Ashanti um, and no motherfucking GQ Trinity. Cover it's all it's all indie alternative R and B, which is what I like to Ugh, listen to. We have Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino feels like summer, which mm-hmm. came out in July. It's one of my favorite tracks of him. He still has yet to drop his new album. 
Um, her dropped a new EP, and this is my favorite song off of it called As I Am. And the last track is by Blood Orange, Charcoal Baby. Oh, All right, Blood y'all. Orange. This is Chris State of Mind, um, live here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And we'll be right back in a moment. Welcome back. You're not going to pay the social media? Girl, it, <laughs> just, you can, huh. I know you can't help yourself. It's okay. Anyways, I'm not going to help myself. Thank you for tuning in to Chris State of Mind live here in Radio Free Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. We are back. And we're going to talk about um, Bert and Ernie. So, now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Sorry, that was wrong. She doesn't do this shit when she's, um, you know. You know, running the show. But anyway, <laughs> are you talking about shit not working that should work? Anyways. Oh, yeah. Don't Girl, your phone has gone off twice. I know, I know. Thank but my mama said. called me the first time I had to pick that, that, that up. Is, that is fair. Mom, and it's like, no, but it, it went off with music, too. Ringer, no, that was my mama. That was my, that was okay, my mama. Right, right, then right. the second time it was this. Gotcha. But all my shit, when I run the shit, works. I'm just does saying. It? It does, does work. Because it? you... Cause it worked earlier today when someone was late. I'm you just know, saying. You know, anyway? Wow. We're gonna <laughs> do you want to do it? You don't want any. I do not want to do it. You don't want any. I do not want to do it with this piece of tequila that you gave me. What did I bought? That you bought, girl. You did buy that. I did See, buy that. You did buy that. So, Bert and Ernie, right? Bert and Ernie. Um, so, <laughs> earlier this week, one of the longtime writers of Bert and Ernie on Sesame Street mm-hmm. um, compared the characters to his relationship with the film editor. I can't remember the film editor's name off the top of my head. But, um, basically, it confirmed for a lot of people that Bert and Ernie have been gay this whole time. And, you know, like... Since then, it's been trending and people have been talking about it. The show came out and said that um, although, you know, we respect, you know, gay people, gay rights, blah, blah, blah. um, Burton and Ernie are not gay. They are Muppets. They are asexual. And the creator of Burton and Ernie also came out and said that um, just like how gay characters need to be respected as gay, you need to respect Burton and Ernie for not being gay. But we can't just make characters i think it's just how you relate to things though exactly exactly i think it's so we're gonna, get, we're gonna get on to that uh so should Bert and ernie from sesame street come out as gay or are they just best friends like the show said it is whatever the show said that's their show they paid it their is, money for it exactly. they paid as my friend said they paid the cost to be the boss wait so it's it, at the end of the at the end of the day it's about two things money and influence right and it would be i think you know it'd be very wise of of Sesame Street to stay neutral, you know, because Absolutely. because they, they they're making more money by saying you know Bert and Ernie are best friends out of that maybe they are maybe they aren't but but they're friends right you know um it, well, with benefits maybe with benefits but not on the air A lot of people you know what's saying. so funny I don't think they're gay I just think that um yeah, well they're not even living it's all written right I think as characters it's just like two dorky dorks that live together. Like, they're both, like, kind of, like, just very dorky. I don't think they're gay. I think that people just, you know, ah, I don't think they're... I mean, once once someone established a legitimate uh, current with the show says, yes, for all these years, Bert and Ernie are gay, there is going to be a shift financially. There's going to be a shift um, popular culture-wise. And, and, oh, my gosh, I've been raising my kids on this. I let my kids... Nope, no more. You know, ratings are going to go down or up. Right. You know, there's going to be a difference. Right. That has to be considered. Now, that is being considered. Fonzie Bear is gay. Because in the waka, 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 bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Fonzie's the last queen, honey. But I don't know about Fonzie, Pepe. I don't know who Pepe. Pepe's yeah. the prawn. She's shady as hell, too. Yeah. Rizzo. 
Riz is like an old queen. That's that rat, honey. She'd be reading the girls left and right. I'm a big fan of the Muppets. Sorry. I'm a big fan. What about anim- Animal? Is there, an, is there Animal? The drummer? <sighs> animal is just, you know, that one cousin that come to your house that just fucking. He's on up. that stuff. Yeah, he on that stuff. <laughs> animal is on that stuff, you know. Uh, and then they have the, uh, the one lesbian Muppet, the other pig. Uh, the one that Miss Piggy give too much to. If you guys do not watch, watch the Muppets, it's so adult. You're you're a fan. Oh, I'm a fan. There was this whole thing in uh, Muppets Return to Manhattan where Miss Piggy goes to fight this other pig, and it's supposed to be a woman. She literally goes, "And I'ma knock you out, sister." <laughs> she said, "Bitch, are you a woman?" <laughs> no, it was like, I was like, "Is she a?" Uh-oh. Are you wanna? Are you wanna? <laughs> this the whole thing. So I'm a big fan of Muppets. Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah. Uh, Muppet Takes Manhattan. The Great Muppet Caper. Honey, when Miss Pig was in that cat suit killing the kids. Uh, oh yeah. Don't. I love the Muppets. Did you watch the one with Ashanti? Uh, I did see <laughs> that. She didn't. I did watch it. I didn't know she was in it. And then she came on the screen, and then I turned off my TV. My favorite Muppet anything is Patty LaBelle, How I Miss My Ex. Ooh. Have y'all seen the little video? I mean, I it is, seen she that. tears have it seen up. It is beautiful. I, I, I love it. How I Miss My Ex. I love that. I love that because she sings the, um, she sings, uh, uh, um, she sings five, four, three, two, one on that. Or her singing ABCs. Did yeah, you yeah. ever see that video of her singing ABC gospel style? She, Amazing. She does ABC gospel style. She does on uh, the numbers. Uh, if you're a geek, she does the number four and five, four, three, two, one. And she does the melody of um, Caronome from the opera Rigoletto by Giuseppe Verdi. That's, but that's a whole different thing. Yes. Evolved. Yes. That's, she's using the melody. Bah, 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 dah, 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 dah. But back to Burton Ernie. So, really oh, bitch, I, I really want to ask you this question. Yes. I really want to ask you because mm-hmm. you know, like people were really getting into this, like who would be the top, who would be the bottom. Oh God, oh, no! I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. No, no. Wait, so Burton's the yellow one, right? <gasps> the Racist tall one, Racist. Yeah, or the one with Racist the cone head? Yeah, the cone head, right? So I was just like, I was like, Bert will be in the the top, right? Because he's the dominant. I was like, no, girl, he's the bitchy one, so he might be the. He's a little say, angry. Are you saying people who are yellow are bitchy? Is that what you're saying? That is not what the fuck I said. Bitch. You will not do that on this air in this day and age. I'm just asking a question. Why do you think the brown one will be the one that's the top? I'm just bringing that around. I was just saying people she's want anyway. I was obviously making a joke, but anyway, she could be a blouse. She could. She could be. She could be a blouse. I, I know a few of those. Um. <laughs> a feminine top, honey. Yes. Mm. <laughs> oh, you know that phrase. I didn't know that phrase until yeah. today. Yeah, a blouse is a feminine a top. A feminine top. Interesting. Yeah, you see? <laughs> a blouse. <laughs> Another topic we should probably get into before yes. we go. Is but anyway, doing... they're not sex. Don't put sex on the puppets, y'all. Just, you know. But some, they say that some of the, of the of the Muppets, puppets, whatever they call, are actually married, though, right? I don't know, girl. I know that Janice is always high. You know, Janice with the braids. Mm, mother's mm-hmm, always, mm-hmm. When the place the guitar, she's always high, girl, on that weed, on that stuff. Oh, that's right. Her eyes are even, like, kind of... Yeah. She's always on that stuff. Uh, yeah. She could be on heroin, bitch. <laughs> she must be dating animals. She could be chasing the dragon. See, I see what you... Oh, you brought that around. Yeah, oh. I sure did. See? Oh. I have a career on radio. Oh. All right. What else are we talking about here, bitch? Julie Chan. Oh. Did she make the wrong move? Julie by- Chan, um, Moonves. 
Yes. Yeah. Moonveas, you know, she added Moonveas. that hyphen. Yeah. Oh, did she, did she really add yes, it? Yes, she, she did. didn't add it. She just said it Once, after signing off right? on the broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I can sort of get that. She wants to show solidarity to her husband. I like, but it's the wrong Who are you to... I say her. more power to her. Yeah. yeah. I say... Can't fault her for that. I. That's her husband. Yeah. You know, and she's that's got hard. she's got all the money in the world, so she's not working for money. And I think it's a, I think it's a bit of a testament to to her, you know, dare I say her ego. You know, like you know her own. I mean, like I said, I say all this with caution, but then on the yeah. other side, really not caution because I really don't care that much. It's not that important to yes, me. God. But but it's like it's like you know how bad do you want the attention? How bad do you want the glory? How bad do you want to stay here in the midst of this this firestorm? You know, do you want it? Do you want that attention? Do you want the glory? Do you want the fans that bad? Or you're gonna support your family. You don't need the money anymore. You know, you, you, you so decide. You know, and I think she made she made it. She made the right. She's still married to and the man. And the thing is, it's a massive conflict of interest. She's on a show where topics like this get discussed. All the right, time. Right. So there's no there's no way that they're gonna skirt around the topic right. of the fact that you know her husband is being accused by what is it twelve six? I don't Joyce know. Joyce Behar uh, like, mentioned that. Yeah. Joy, Joy Behar. A, a, a few. Like I think it's close to six. Yeah, around, around six. And um, I hold my own personal vendetta because that is the man that pretty much brought down Janet Jackson oh, yeah. for his career. In the he office. did not bring down Janet, honey. He stalled her. He he stalled her and he robbed her. Of Actually, late. you know what? He did not do her. He just told the bitch to go to her room and she went to sleep. That's can we it. can we go into detail a little bit about that? What exactly happened? Oh, so he's the, he's the head of CBS that and CBS broadcasted the Super Bowl with the infamous oh. nipple gate. And so when it came time for apologies, he felt. Um, according to insiders within CBS, that she was not sufficiently repentant, so he basically stalled her career Jose? because. Um, I like that. Technology. I don't know how. I don't know how CBS and Viacom are, are built together, but essentially he blackballed Janet from MTV, VH1, and various other wow yeah. radio stations. So if your music is not getting any movement in those avenues. How are you expected to so really So this is the thing sell. to tell you. No matter how big you and are. And I mean, her record still did respectively well. Yeah. But in terms of the precedent that Janet had set before with her other albums, they didn't perform. Well, then, well. no, that, I think that's a really good point because that's what and I, I understand the importance of a black actor being the first black person to do X, Y, Z or the Latina person being X, Y, Z first. Whoa, great. Wonderful. But you gotta always take into account who runs these companies, right, yeah. you know. And 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 if if whatever you want to call it, you know, if if a certain type of person is running, let's refer to them as the enemy, you know. Right. If they're the ones who are on top and running the company, then then they 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 run the show, you know. It doesn't really matter who right. they get permission to right. a little bit below no them, you know. No matter who you are and how big you are as an artist, it's interesting to see that. There's always one person that like can like, and until that gets that. overthrown, until right. that up top gets changed, then th- these changes below are just illusions. These changes below are extremely controlled, right. and yes, they do have social impact. Yes, when when little black kids see X Y Z on TV, <sighs> yeah, it does make an impact. Right. But but the, you, we want to put those people yeah. at the very top. And Jose, this is gonna sound weird to you. I'm gonna bring this back in the circle real quickly. But I think that's what's happened with that Everything Is Love album. I don't think they want to do that. I know you say always oh, we'll say it's a perfectly close to the segment of thing, but I think that's the powers that be. The powers that be are like, mm. you're still the biggest people here, Illuminati. But there's still somebody mm. who's like, you're gonna do an album together because you are the black big black couple right mm, now, right. and people want that. <laughs> and so it's one of the things where like people have, and you know, I. 
you know what? I'm sorry, Bouncy. I understand why you don't do interviews now. I get it. See, I came full circle. The powers that be can good, still fuck good. you up. Uh-uh. But speaking of the of the Super Bowl, really quickly, do you think Maroon Five is a good choice? Yes. No. I don't like no that. I don't think a good song. Yeah. Does anyone uh, they really still care about music? the Super Bowl? I don't know nobody cares about it, but they, I think they're a good choice. I'm not going to watch it. Do you think that being that it's set in Atlanta, that people wanted to see Atlanta, Atlanta No. Artists? People want to see Atlanta artists, but that's not. It's about money and yeah. it's about ratings, yeah. and people have to understand that. Yes, I would love to see Usher and Escape. Not total. They can stay at home. Um, and about you know, is Usher from Atlanta? Yeah, he's from Atlanta. Yeah, like that. But it's about money. It's about money, and who's going to bring in the ratings? Maroon Five have been on the charts for years and years. They're consistently turning out hits. They consistently do that. I'm not going to watch it because I do not like the sound of Anna Levine's voice, mm-hmm. but. I think that the better bet would have been somebody like Drake, who I still wouldn't have watched. I mean, at right. at, at but, this point, I just feel like they're they're sort of like running low on people to sort of yeah. choose for these things. But I also think that it's also it's it's, like we can't do Britney. It should always be a show girl, or even J Lo. They should not do any of this uh, girl, that old lady. It should over be there. pink. I would, I, would, I would watch a pink show. Yeah, she'll be good at it. Would have been yeah. a good choice. She'd been a good choice. I think it should be, you know. But I think it's one of those things where, like, Maroon Five would be, they, they would be good because you know where we are in life right now in should the world, good. people are gonna watch it because everybody likes them. They and have, I mean, if you look at it, there really aren't like yeah, rock most, over the past ten years has sort of really taken yeah. a backseat to yeah. like pop and rap and hip hop and, and there are really no like, there's really stars. no like Maroon Five has had successful hits but let's be honest beyond them what other what other major Imagine rock band Dra- can you Imagine name Imagine Dragons and Twenty One Pilots who are pop the, artists but they're trash bands oh, they're oh, trash hey don't you both dare are trash say bands. that. They are. They're both trash bands. They're bands that, like, in the grand scheme of things, 30 years from now, no one is going to remember who the hell they are. So mean. <laughs> Wayne, let me... Uh, uh, they are trash, but Wasn't Beyonce's uh, performance, was that last year, the controversial one, or was that two that years? No, it was like two years ago. Like, years ago. Yeah, yeah, it shows you how out of the loop I am when it comes to Girl, pop that was culture. Like three, four years ago. <laughs> it was 2013, I think. Well, well, right. Nobody wants to see that 30? every year. Jeez. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening to Chris State of Mind. We'll be back next week. Thank you. Bye. Ciao.